Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2 of Daily in the Word. I am your host and teacher, Rich Chassie. Glad to have you back for Season 2 as we begin our study in the book of Philippians. This will be a shorter study, and then once we're finished with this season, we're going to jump right into the book of Genesis for Season 3. So look forward to that. But I'm excited to get back and be with you all again uh, after our hiatus as I was able to now finish the manuscript for my new book. encourage you to look forward to that coming out here in the next few months, and we'll have some information for you about that when that happens. But for now, I'm finished with the manuscript, and I'm able to once again focus on our podcast together of uh, Daily in the Word, and we're starting off with the book of Philippians. Today, we're actually not going to be reading at all from the book of Philippians. We're going to do this introduction to the book so that we can lay a foundation and better understand the book of Philippians once we get into the text of the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. But before we do that, we're going to actually read from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, beginning in verse 12, where Paul and Silas are coming into the city of Philippi, bringing the gospel to that city in what is Macedonia. It's Macedonia back then, and today it's still Macedonia, just north of Greece on the Mediterranean part of Europe there. We'll see what happens, some dramatic events that happen to Paul and Silas uh, as they are there in the city of Philippi, there for only a brief time before they have to move on. But in that brief amount of time, a church was planted, people began to gather, and they actually, as a church, began to support Paul financially and sending messengers, and it was just a great relationship that Paul was able to enjoy with the the people of the church of Philippi. And these Philippian believers were a great source of, of joy and encouragement to Paul. Now, it's interesting that the book of Philippians is known as the book of joy for the number of times that the word is used or a word that's related to joy is being used here, the word glad, the word rejoice. And yet, we see that while Paul was in Philippi, he was arrested and jailed and beaten. And then as he is now writing this letter, he is in a Roman imprisonment awaiting possible execution as he writes while he has this memory of being jailed while he was in Philippi and beaten. And while he is currently writing to them, he is awaiting his audience with Caesar, court session, if you will, with Caesar himself to determine whether he actually lives or dies. And yet this is a letter that is so full of joy. And we even see that in the text of the book of Acts, uh, when we see Paul and his traveling companion Silas They're planting the church and sharing the gospel. And so let's go ahead and read from the text, beginning in chapter 16, verse 12 of the book of Acts. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. It's because in the city of Philippi, there was no synagogue. And so that was Paul's normal practice to go to the synagogue and preach first the gospel to the Jews of that town. 
But since there was no synagogue there, the local Jews would go to a, a local public place and, and in Philippi that would have been down by the river. And so they, back in verse 13, they sat down, began to speak to the women who gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of, of Thyatira named Lydia, a, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. Now, this is a demonic spirit. She earned a great deal of money for her owners the slave owners, by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. So even though this is a demonic spirit, the spirit is actually giving testimony that Paul and Silas are preaching the gospel and that those who heard him should be saved. Verse 18, She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. And when her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake and that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains became loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order to release these men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them, 
and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. This passage gives us a little bit of a background into the city of Philippi and the circumstances around which the church there was birthed and the people that were part of that church and Paul and Silas's experience there in the prison. This is a passage of scripture that is very familiar to me personally. I'm very fond of it. One of the first sermons that I preached after my dad passed away revolved around this passage of scripture, and I gave the jailer, this Philippian jailer, this older retired soldier, were often jailers in the Roman world, I gave him the name of my dad, Lucian, and told the story and told my father's story along with it about how my dad became a Christian later on in life, and then his children and his wife all became believers, my mother, my brother and sister, and then myself. We all became believers in Jesus Christ. As a result, in in our case, of some traumatic times that we had in our family at the time, and then to see my dad changed uh, over time, to see him and all of our family changed as a result of the gospel in our lives. And for some reason, I connected this story with our own family's story as a result of it. I've always been fond of this passage because of that. But what a what a testimony that Paul and Silas were arrested for freeing this woman, this young girl of, uh, of her demonic possession. And the owners of this girl, uh, they were... Uh, slave owners of this girl and profiting from her fortune-telling demon that resided within her. And so they were upset with Paul and Silas for what they did. And they drummed up these charges against them and they were beaten with rods. Would not have been at all a very pleasant uh, experience to, to have this happen to them. And then to have their feet bound in stocks and the only way for them to get any kind of relief would be to lay down or lay back against the wall. But that would have been very uncomfortable with the wounds that they have received. They had received from the, the beating. And yet here they were at midnight singing praises to God and testifying of, of God's goodness in their life. That The earthquake came. The jail was unlocked. The Philippian jailer recognizing that if these prisoners had escaped, it would have been his head on the line anyway, so why not take his own life instead? And Paul calls out to him to stop uh, what he was going to attempt to do, and the jailer, after experiencing all of that, recognizing that he too was lost and in need of a Savior, and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Oh, what an opportunity that Paul and Silas had, and, and what an opportunity that they saw and they took to, instead of complaining, instead of griping, which I got to admit, I falter in that way and, and become a complainer, but instead they were they were praising the Lord and worshiping him in their night of misery and pain, and as a result of that, this man became a follower of Christ, his family became followers of Christ, and became part of that church in Philippi, which 
went on to be a supporting ministry to Paul as he traveled the known world sharing the gospel and planting New Testament churches on the Mediterranean rim. What a story to be a part of that, to know that God had used them in that way, I'm sure was a great blessing to them. And then at the end, as they're being released from the prison, Paul, in a way, still is able to, if you will, stick it to the authorities. I'm not sure if that's the right way for me to say that, but to say, hey, Paul and Silas, we we are Roman citizens here, and what you did to us was wrong. And so now we want you to come and make it right. And it wasn't overly demanding. It was just for them basically to say, hey, we're sorry, we messed up. Now, would you please go? Please leave our city. We don't want this tumult. We don't want this uproar to continue in our city. And Paul and Silas complied and went on to the next city as they began traveling south toward Greece. And they eventually got into Thessalonica and Berea. Eventually, they would come into Athens and Corinth. But we're stopping here with them in the city of Philippi. And then years later now, as Paul is awaiting his court date, if you will, his unknown court date with Caesar in Rome in an, uh, a Roman imprisonment. He is writing to churches like in Ephesus and Colossae and Philippi. And before us is the letter that he wrote to the Philippians, this church that would have held a, a great place in his heart that he was there only a brief time and yet was able to establish this church and lead these people to Christ. And what an opportunity that was for him and, and for Silas as well to take part in that. And so that's where we're headed with the book of Philippians. We're going to be taking smaller chunks each day than we did as, for instance, in season one than we did with the, the Gospel of John. And uh, we're going to make our way through this. It's still four chapters long, and so it will be quite quick, a matter of two or three weeks, that we will make our way through the book of Philippians. And once we're done with that, then we're going to move on to the book of Genesis. But in the meantime, next time we meet tomorrow, we'll be beginning in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1 and reading through the text and then uh, discussing what the text meant as Apostle Paul wrote it, and then how we can come to understand how to apply that text to our lives. And I just want to encourage you to pray, to uh, open your Bibles if you have the opportunity. If not, if you're driving in your car and listening to the podcast, uh, just listen in, pay attention to the road, but listen in as uh, we read the text together each day and then discuss it and hopefully open up our all of our understanding of what the text means and uh, the author's intent and what the Lord wants us to do with his word. So thanks again for listening in today and uh, buckle up. We're going to enjoy this next journey here on Daily in the Word. I would encourage you to uh, invite family and friends to join with us. Give them a, a link to the Apple version of this or to the Spotify version or the Google or whatever platform that you listen on, 
send them links and help them to find us. There may be some people who in the interim, as we dropped off a few weeks ago with the Gospel of John, and now we're kind of restarting here with the book of Philippians, uh, we have to rediscover some of those folks that we've left in the process there, and hopefully they'll find us once again and uh, enjoy this time together in God's Word. So let's go ahead and pray together, and I look forward to being with you again next time. Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to once again open up your word and to read it and to understand it and to apply it to our lives, Lord. We need these times. We need time in your word because we need you. And your word gives us uh, an opening into who you are and to understanding you. You have freely given us your word. And we don't want to take that for granted. We thank you for the story of of Paul coming into the city of Philippi and leading Lydia to the Lord, this wealthier uh, seller of purple, this woman of influence who came to know Christ and then took Paul and Silas into her home. And how this young girl uh, was released of this demon and became a follower of Christ. And Lord, we thank you for that. For the Philippian jailer and his family who came to know you under these extreme circumstances where in one moment he thought he would need to commit suicide, and then the next moment he was being introduced to the Savior of the world and became a follower of Jesus Christ. He and his whole family That's the kind of God that we serve, that he loves us so much that even people who were once your enemy are now serving you faithfully for the rest of their lives. That was Paul's story. That was this Philippian jailer's story. That was the the little girl who was demon-possessed. It was her story. And Lord, I pray that it would be the story of more and more people in our communities in our world today, who so desperately need to know that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. We look at our world and we see that it's broken. And Lord, we pray that you would use this podcast and use this opportunity that we all have to share your word, to share the truth of the gospel with those who need to hear it. So, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to serve you in this way. We thank you for the opportunity to open up your word here on a daily basis and read it and understand it and grow thereby. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we ask all of this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, I want to thank you for listening in with us. And I pray that God uses this time together as we open up his word and and just use it as an opportunity to get to know him and to love him all the more and to grow in our relationship with him. So we look forward to seeing you again next time. And in the meantime, you take care and have a great day. We'll see you again next time. 